Welcome to the Kind Parenting Company podcast. I'm Jackie Ward. And I'm Kylie Camps. Join us as we explore topics and share evidence-based information, all while honoring our commitment to kind parenting practices. This is a safe space for conversation and reflections on parenting and motherhood, designed to best support you in raising your little loves and to be the parent you want to be. We are so excited that you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Kind Parenting Company. The Kind Parenting Company exists to provide support and resources to those who are committed to parenting on purpose with compassion, empathy, and consideration. The online programs include sleep from 0 to 24 months and also toddler life for those aged 2 to 4 years. Each program comes with access to video and audio files, as well as the opportunity to join the community forums. Podcast listeners receive 20% off all programs. Simply use the code KPCPODCAST20 at checkout. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today I am joined by research nutritionist Lisa Baker. We invited Lisa in because nutrition is really one of those topics and nutritional intake, I suppose, for young children is one of those topics that really unites parents everywhere because I find it's one of those um, areas that is always top of mind and even if you are lucky enough to be blessed with a adventurous or open-minded little eater, it's still one of those things that we are often concerned about as to whether our kids are getting the nutrition they need for their development and, of course, their well-being. So we thought who better to talk to than a nutritionist that this is their space and they know all about it. So on that note, welcome, Lisa. Hello. Thank you very much. So glad that you are here. We might start before we jump into talking all things nutrition. Let's talk a little bit about you. Could you maybe introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and the work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm Lisa Baker and um, I work for Nutra Organics as a research nutritionist. So um, that means I spend a lot of time doing the research and development of their products. Um, yeah, and it means that I get a lot of really varied work and um, I get to be engaged in the um, the training um, and education side of things with our customers and, um, yeah, and the development of new products, which is always really exciting. Yeah, so incredible. I'm, yeah, and I'm, um, I'm 31 years old and I have an 18-month-old <laughs> baby. And most importantly, or not most importantly, but equally <laughs> exciting. Yes, yeah, another one on the way. So I'm 36 weeks pregnant now as well. So good times. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate you joining me this late in your pregnancy because any parent that has been pregnant with a toddler at the same time will know there is nothing more exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're coping. <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. So um, for those that don't know, I'm sure many will because I know Kylie is a huge fan, as am I. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, Nutra and the types of products that Nutra Organics um, create? Yeah, certainly. So we're sort of in the functional food space, so health foods that really perform a function. So it's that combination of um, respecting that a healthy, varied diet is absolutely your best one, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you need a little bit extra. And so we want to support that by having products that are really able to focus on particular health outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we get to 
work on products that um, that are able to support like immunity or um, or skin. Like there's a, yeah, we cover a lot of things at Nutra. It's really exciting. Mm, so interesting. And your particular field is in the research and development of those products, right? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it's the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, we will talk a little bit more about that later on. Um, but today we've brought you in to talk all about nutrition for young children. Um, I also popped up a little question box um, on Instagram asking the community for any specific questions that they had in around this field. And we had a lot of questions come through. So I've picked out just a couple that were on the same type of theme and we might come to those later on if we have time. But perhaps let's start telling us, um, perhaps we could start with you telling us a bit about how you became interested in this field. What is What was your interest or your pull to study this? Yeah, um, so originally when I got into study with nutrition, it was sort of the the main reason that lots of, um, sort of late teens, early 20s kind of girls get into nutrition. And um, I was struggling with it a little bit myself. So I just went into nutrition more thinking I wanted to learn how to eat for me and, um, you know, to to have the kind of health and um, body composition that I wanted. Mm. Um, and then so it all kind of happened by accident that then once I graduated, I ended up in this amazing job. And um and then one of the projects I got to start working on um, recently was the development of the kids range at Nutra. And, um, and that was just such an interesting um, topic to get into. Mm. And then it sort of coincided with me getting pregnant and then having Aiken. And, um, and then when he was transitioning from going from being booby fed to food, it's funny how you can have all the theoretical knowledge in the world, but then applying that in person, you know, is a little bit different. So um, suddenly I found that my professional life and my personal life was focused a lot on kids' nutrition. So yeah, it just kind of developed by accident that this became a real focus um, for me. And yeah, it's been really interesting getting into it. Mm, such divine timing of the way it's all sort of unfolded and with you having um, your son and now your daughter coming along as well. I sort of find it's interesting, isn't it, when I speak to people about um, when they do work that they're really passionate about. I often find that thread that they tend to have fallen into their career through first um, studying or exploring something out of interest and then the passion just kind of accelerates things and sends you down that path. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, this was sort of, I, I never really intended to get into the research and development side of things, but um, yeah, it just started happening that way and, and I'm really passionate about it now. It's great. Yeah, amazing. So being a nutritionist then, I appreciate now that you are working in research and development, but um, I'm sure you are still approached all the time with questions from your friends and family and people in your circle. What yep. would be <laughs> perhaps one of the most common questions you are asked by people? Uh, the the top ones that kind of spring to mind are like I still get the question a lot of what is the secret you know what's what's that one thing that I need mm-hmm. to do that's going to just solve all of my problems and, <laughs> and I'm so sorry that there really isn't one disappointing um, but yeah, understandable I <laughs> yeah I, I went to university in the pursuit of that answer myself and it just isn't there so yeah there's um it's just too complex um to just have one answer that works for everybody. Um, It's all about balance. Um, And then the other things that I get are just what are my thoughts on whatever fad diet is happening at the time. Yes. Um, Yeah, I get that a lot. And then 
And I really enjoy answering those questions, actually, because it's fun to just rip into things a little bit sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there is no shortage of input and insight you can offer because there seems to be a new thing cropping up every day. And I've noticed um, since being a mum myself that that carries over into the the field of nutrition for children too. I didn't realize that it would there would be so many different fads and opinions and approaches to feeding children. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so much more important um, with children as well because obviously it's, it's different when you feed an adult. The, the goal is more about maintaining health, whereas with children you're really growing them. So everything yeah. that you put in just has that much more importance. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I completely um, resonate with that. The stakes feel so much higher when I'm thinking about what I'm feeding my little ones rather than what I'm putting in my own mouth. So Yeah. yeah, I do understand that. So speaking of that, then when it comes to young children, can you share with us any tips or maybe clever little hacks that you have up your sleeve about how we can boost their nutritional intake? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's going to be a bit of shameless self-promoting here. For um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, with um, the kids' range that we did at Nutra, um, it's it's been really awesomely received, and we're really proud of the work that went into that. Um, I worked on Veggie Hero, which mm-hmm. is like your whole food multivitamin, and I sneak that into everything to um, yeah, to really boost nutrition intake. And it's easy to get into your purees and. Um, and pasta sauces and all of those sorts of things. So that's mm. that's a, quite a nice, easy one um, is getting that in there. Um, mm-hmm. But in general, like hacks that I just really like is once you've found a few foods that are generally kind of accepted by your little person, just getting a little bit creative to find ways of adding a bit of extra nutrition into it. So there's no like one hack because every child is so different and what might be the perfect hack for one person isn't going to work at all for somebody Mm. else but um smoothies for me are a really successful one because you can just sneak so much in there and um yeah and my little man really loves his smoothies and he doesn't seem to question it he'll just down whatever I give him so that's an easy way of sneaking something in but things like um porridge uh pasta sauces um any baking they're really amazing opportunities to just sneak in a few extra goodies that can just boost their nutritional intake. Yes, I love that strategy of using what's already working and then just pumping it up or supercharging what it is. Because I know I get caught up in the spiral of thinking, oh gosh, I really should be trying new foods or, um, you know, what new things can I be giving them to to boost their nutrition? But sometimes it's just a matter of looking at what's already working and then just enhancing that, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's Mm. the easiest way to do it for sure. Mm, so good. I know this is a te- like a topic that sometimes can have a bit of anxiety around it for parents, particularly if they have little ones who are a bit more, um, you know, slow to try new foods or perhaps what would be termed, you know, a fussy eater as such. So when it comes to little ones, for parents that are concerned that maybe their child isn't getting adequate nutrition, can you tell us like what would be some of the signs to look out for and perhaps when would be the point to be seeking support from a nutritionist? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the good thing is um, when you first have a baby, obviously you have those quite regular checkups and so you make sure that um, – that you're hitting those milestones and growth and um, and then you're able to get help in those early days. And then from that point, you get to kind of establish what's normal for your baby as you're getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the scary time, of course, is when you're tra- changing over from either breast or formula um, to solid foods being the main nutrition. 
you just really have to keep an eye out for their energy levels, their bowel movements. Um, those are sort of your early signs. Like if they're suddenly less energetic um, and showing less interest in things that they usually like um, and, yeah, bowel movements change and become less frequent, those those are your earlier signs that perhaps they're not getting quite what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the stage to to be bringing it up um, in doctor's appointments and getting referred and just, just checking that things are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So catching it early is important because yeah, as, as it goes further, you know, the, the signs later on will be a lack of growth or weight loss, um, and like struggle, struggling with development and, um, impacts on their immune system. They won't be recovering as quickly and they'll be getting sick more frequently. Um, yeah, but, but those can be quite serious. So you want to catch it before that. And, um, but also don't get caught up on those short-term fluctuations in appetite. That's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids do tend to lose their appetite a bit if they're not well. Yeah. Um, so a few days of things just not being quite right is totally normal and don't get too concerned. But, um, but anything longer than that um, is, is when to start bringing it up because you just don't want to risk anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really good advice. And what would be the process generally? Is it a chat with your GP first or your pediatrician or, you know, do you advise that people um, or anyone that is concerned about their little one's dietary intake that they go and see a nutritionist? What's the the general advice? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say GP first, just because that's usually the easiest and sort of most affordable way to go. And they'll either be able to reassure you that everything's fine or they'll be able to refer you on to someone who's more specialised. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. And for parents that um, are looking for um, perhaps some inspiration or some quality advice about nutrition for young children, are there any sources that you can recommend? Um, where, where's a good spot for people to be looking for that kind of information? Um. You can head to um, the Nutrition and Dietetics sort of Australia. They'll have people listed as um, nutritionists in your area mm-hmm. um, that'll be able to help. Um, depending as well on the care that you got with your paediatrician early on, they might have already given you um, the name or contact details of someone who specialises in that. There are lots of people around who are specialist paediatrician uh, dietitians, mm-hmm. and okay. they're really helpful to chat to. Yeah, I think it's such a specialised field, isn't it, um, really? And it can be one that's so complicated um, when things start to get a bit tricky. So that's good to know that there's those those professionals that specifically deal with this there to help. Yeah, absolutely. And I also love that um, the boob to food. Oh, yes. (laughs) I only recently discovered her. One of my really good girlfriends has recently had a bub. So, um, you know, now that my, my youngest is a little bit older than out of that baby phase. Um, but she told me about that account. She said it's brilliant. And I've recently started following her and I love it. Yeah, no, she's awesome. I got, um, it was my sister-in-law that got me onto her. And then I also realized, oh, Neutral Organics has worked with her before as well, which is really ah. cool. And so small world, but her, um, yeah, her advice is great. And she's got a book now and, um, yeah, Incredible. I really love her stuff. Yeah, incredible. So I will share the details of that account in the show notes for anyone that's keen to follow along for sure. So Lisa, when I popped up, when I first sort of announced that I would be um, chatting with you today and, you know, the topic that we'd be discussing together, I put it out to the community 
and asked if there were any questions, any burning questions parents had when it came to nutrition and their little ones. Um, One of them that came through a number of times actually, or, you know, variations on this particular question was about iron intake for our little children. So specifically what the impact of low iron is, um, you know, how much our kids really need and what are some good sources of iron we can be using to um, to get that intake in for them. Yeah, awesome. I'm really glad that one came up actually because I feel like that's something you get told a lot as a as a parent is that you really need to focus on iron intake. Mm. But then but then that's kind of where it stops and quite often <laughs> you don't know like what does that mean? So um, yeah. yeah. So um yeah basically it's just because when babies are born um, they kind of have the iron stores that they're going to have for the first year or for however long you're exclusively breastfeeding because you don't get more um, coming through in your breast milk. So, um, yeah, so children, when they start eating solid foods, will be at different kind of iron statuses depending on how much they got, um, like how how long you waited before cord clamping and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then, yes, yeah, so you really need to focus on that iron intake from a really, really early stage. And so what that means is um, sort of the, the recommended daily intake is about nine milligrams per okay. day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's from the age of about six months. And um, then as they get older, it increases. Um, nine milligrams, what that kind of looks like, um, I'll give Aiken's diet as sort of an example, oh. is um, he's on tod- toddler formula and two serves of that will give him 5.6 milligrams. Um, and then he'll get some porridge and there's 1.1 milligrams in that. And then a couple of eggs, there's 1.2 milligrams um, if you're having a serve of two eggs. Mm-hmm. And then there's 0.5 milligrams and about a 30-gram serve of beef mint. So if I'm making bolognese, then um, he'll have some of that. And that's about 9.2 milligrams all up. Okay. Um, and the, the thing is that that's like you can't guarantee that he's going to eat all of that as well. So it's a little bit scary. Um, and, yeah, and that's not even like a good day. That's a um, That's just a an adequate day you know your recommended intake is the amount that you should be getting to avoid deficiency it's not even perfect okay um, yeah. so the more the merrier um so some things that you can do to try and boost your little one's iron intake like chicken liver will be something that I'm sure people have heard of before mm-hmm. and the reason that gets mentioned a lot is because in 100 grams of that there's 11 milligrams of iron so that's it's your best source yeah. Um, it's not something that people commonly cook with, but if you make the effort to go for it, then um, you can just mash it up and get it into purees, or you can even give it as a little finger food, and that will really boost your intake for the day. Okay. Um, and that's and it's also somewhere you might want to start supplementing if you're having trouble getting the iron in because you know little kids are not going to be smashing an entire steak. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, low low iron can sort of result in that failure to thrive and lower energy um Mm -hmm. and you know you see it in um children that um they'll not grow as quickly and they'll be a bit pale and yeah it's just that the usual anemic sort of things you'd see in adults but Mm -hmm. yeah see it much younger so that would be what to look out for, I suppose, if you were thinking, mm, maybe my little one isn't quite meeting the requirements that they need to. And so for ways to boost their iron intake, you've suggested a few key sources there in terms of what's in your little one's diet. Yep. Is there anything, any, anything 
else, sorry, that um, is like a real power source of iron? Um, yeah. So fortified cereals are another really easy way to go. So I'll never be too snobby to say I love wheat mix. <laughs> I think that's a really, yeah, it's a really good one. So just a couple of those cubes or whatever you want to call them of, um, you know, the yes. wheat mix biscuits. Um, that's also three milligrams of iron. So that's a nice, easy way of getting um, extra iron into your little one's diet as well. So okay. other um, good sources are your red meats, beans, um, green leafy veggies, mm-hmm. um, a few nuts and whole grains. They're, mm-hmm. they're your best bet for iron. Okay, good to know because I was I was that person that was conscious of, you know, I felt like our Pete had told us that iron was so important for their development, but I sort of only really associated you know, a rich iron intake with red meat and leafy greens as an adult. So I was sort of yeah. like, how do I translate this into, you know, options for my little one? So, um, yeah, it's really helpful to know those additional sources as well. Yeah, really absolutely. good. Yeah, I think everyone's got that association of red meat equals iron, but um, mm. there are more sources than that. Um, it's just that you need you need more. If you're going to be getting it through plant-based sources, it's actually quite a large volume of food that you need to get mm. adequate iron. So that's when you're supplementing comes in being really handy and um, your fortified foods. Yes, yes. Now, speaking of supplementing, that was actually another question that came through quite commonly or many times actually. Um, Parents asking about advice or insight about vitamins and supplements for kids. So specifically, do they need them? When would you look to do this? What sort of role do um, vitamins or supplements play in a diet for an average child, say? Yeah, so most of the time I would say that supplementing really isn't that necessary because mm-hmm. um, a, a huge part of the diet is is also just establishing that really happy, healthy relationship with food. Yeah. Um, but there's um, but it, it also doesn't hurt. And I think the amount of um, peace that you get, you know, even on a bad day where your little one hasn't had as much food as you would have liked them to, like you get a good peace of mind if you have supplemented something and you feel like you've given them that boost. So so I would say to people who want to give a little bit of a supplement, you absolutely can because it's not going to hurt. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it's, it's usually not necessary. They can get what they want uh, or what they need through um, through a normal diet. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also we have to remember that, of course, humans have been around for ages <laughs> before <laughs> before we knew what the nutrients were and what kind of targets we were trying to hit and you know we we did all right so um yeah, yeah we're a bit tougher than um, we give ourselves credit for sometimes but um <laughs> if you are going to be supplementing some of the ones that I particularly like are um are iron of course yes um and then just sticking with any whole food whole food multivitamins um it's a good way to go just keeping the source as natural as possible because that's how our bodies recognize it best and it's more bioavailable okay um i also think omega-3s are very important so some fish oil capsules or um or just adding some fish oil into food is a good way to go too because it's really supportive of brain development Yes, yes, so important. Okay, so that's some good um, guidance, I suppose, for anyone that's perhaps, you know, has an inkling that they may need to be supplementing or they feel that there might be gaps, I suppose, in their child's nutritional intake. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, again, every child is, is different. So if there's any kind of underlying health concerns, um, there might be some supplements that you need that are quite specific to mm-hmm. your child, um, in which case your healthcare professional will be able to point you in the right direction there. Yeah, amazing. So that would be a good point to be seeking that professional support, I suppose. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And then finally, I just wanted to ask about, um, you know, again, a really common thing that we come up against in parenting is so-called fussy or picky eating, um, mm-hmm. which is incredibly common and obviously varies a lot in terms of what individual parents might consider to be fussy or picky. But for a child that perhaps is a little reluctant to try new foods or um, is quite specific about the foods that they will um, eat, can you give us any tips for increasing the variety of food in their diet? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the most important things there is just exposure. So children can be a little bit funny around new things. Um, so if you're having trouble introducing new foods, it's it's good to present it to them on multiple occasions and also to let them see you having it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're rejecting it, it's you know easier said than done, but stay calm <laughs> and <laughs> and still try to make it a fun experience so that they're yeah. not sort of they don't get any um, tension or anxiety around that food or you know negative associations there. It's just it's about having a good time and then if they're rejecting it, have a little laugh, but then you eat it and they'll see you eating it and then you know they, their confidence will slowly increase and they might give it a go a little bit down the track. But it's just all about presenting a good variety of healthy foods regularly um, and under not stressful environment sort of as much as possible mm. just to really encourage that um, exploration and that fun with food. Mm, I love that advice because I feel like so much of it, it's so critical, isn't it, that in terms of the relationships we all have with food is about taking out that anxiety or that pressure around around it as well. So I love that advice. Um, so Lisa, something that I'm planning to do with um, everyone that we bring into the podcast to chat with is just to finish up by asking them to share one book that really impacted them or changed their life in some way. It doesn't need to be related to your area of expertise expertise um but it can be if that if that's the case so is there a book like that that you can share with us something that you know really impacted you oh there sure is and you know I've I tried really hard to sort of be really deep and intellectual with this one (laughs) and be like you know what I'm going to pick something that's really profound but you know what I had to go with Harry Potter oh I love that so tell us why why did the why is this one the one for you uh well, I was just like, I was lucky to be part of that um, generation, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. the timing was just all perfect where the book, the first book came out and I was about that age and um, yeah, and I just got really caught up in the whole magic of it. Um, yeah. And so just went through as all the books were coming through and then the movies came out and they were good fun and now yeah. I have a matching tattoo with my bestie. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it really impacted you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just good fun. And now it's sort of the part of parenting I think I'm most excited about is to <laughs> read those books to them and <laughs> let them have that that joy as well. I love that. Yeah. 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 Oh, so good. All right. Well, look, thank you for sharing that and for sharing all your wisdom today on this topic. For anyone that is interested in either, um, you know, contacting you or following your work a little further, could you share with us where people can find you? Sure. So um, I've only very recently just started a little Instagram page called Great. The Coffee Table Nutritionist. Um, so that's just with little dots, full stops in between those words. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I've got a little over 100 followers now. Very exciting times. You're up. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's just a, um, a page where I'm going to start sharing um, some little tips um, about eating um I also really like painting and um it's just a really fun outlet for me to get a little bit creative and um and have some fun so 
hopefully that turns into something and Wonderful. you'll like what I write there. But um, yeah, so check it out if you're interested. Wonderful. Amazing. Well, I'll be sure to link to that as well so that people can pop over and follow you there. Cool. But in the meantime, thank you so much for joining me today and best of luck with your upcoming new arrival. Thank you very much. We're looking forward to it. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Lisa. Awesome. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and also to head over to thekindparentingcompany.com to check out our resources. We hope to see you in the forum soon.